Hey everybody, and welcome back to Fortifying Your Faith. I'm Hasten Hanley, your host, and I'm so glad that you can be back with us or be with us if this is your first time to Fortifying Your Faith. Uh, right now, we're actually bringing to a close uh, our series over the past eight or ten weeks or so, as we have been discussing uh, these great men and women of faith. I realized I had gone through the whole series without ever really mentioning one of the greatest examples of faith to me personally uh, throughout the Bible, and that's Abraham. We have spent weeks discussing men and women of faith without discussing how big of an example of faith we have Abraham as. Because you look at so many things, we're going to look at two examples today, of things Abraham did in his life, and yet there are things that stand out as truly living by faith. And it is so amazing to consider what all Abraham did by faith. So I want us to begin really by looking at the very fact when we meet Abraham, as he's called Abram at that time, he does something that's amazing to me. Because at the age of 75, he's willing to uproot his entire life and move and follow God without knowing where he's going, just knowing that God is going to bless him. Beginning in Genesis chapter 12, and we're going to look at the end of this promise. Uh, we're going to look at verse 4 right after the famous promise. We'll get back to it in a moment. But it just says, So Abraham departed, as God had spoken unto him, and Lot with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. This man was 75 years old, and when God commanded him to pack up and to leave and to leave everything, that's what he did without questioning. It just says, so Abraham departed. We back up to the beginning of the chapter. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, from the, your family, from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. Live by faith, Abraham. Walk by faith, not by sight. Trust me, is what the Lord is saying unto him. Leave everything you have known behind and follow where I'm going to tell you to go. Verse 2, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And when we see this, this promise from God the Father unto Abraham, it wasn't a slow delay about, well, maybe I will listen, or maybe I will follow. It just picks right up in verse 4 and says very plainly, so he departed. Just that simple, just that straightforward, he left. He did exactly what 
God told him to do. In fact, we look at Hebrews chapter 11 to a passage that is so often considered faith's hall of fame, so often considered some uh, high pinnacle of these great deeds of men and women of the Old Testament who lived by faith, who didn't just have faith, mind you, but put their faith into action. Verse 8 of Hebrews 11, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles or tents, with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God. He was living by faith, operating by faith, trusting God by faith. If that is not the attitude that the Christian ought to have when considering living by faith, then I truly do not know what is. Because we think so often about being settled in our ways, about uh, even the idea of tradition. Well, this is where I've always been. Well, Lord, if you want to truly use me, you can find a way to use me here. Abraham didn't say any of that. When he could have very easily been steeped in his uh, tradition, steeped in his comfortable living where he was at, he got up and followed what the Lord had commanded. There was no age limit on when Abraham was to be faithful to God. There was no retirement from being faithful or to serving the Lord or to obedience. Abraham just obeyed. He followed. He trusted the Lord. In fact, Abraham, at that point, we go back to chapter 11, He didn't have a child. He did not have an heir. It was just simply he and his wife and his nephew that traveled with him, Lot. We know a lot about Lot, coincidentally, uh, from later on in the book of Genesis with Sodom and Gomorrah. But you also have to realize, God just promised to Abraham that he would make of him a great nation. Through Abraham, the whole world would be blessed. Abraham had no children at that point. So there was this son of promise, the one that was to be the child that was promised to Abraham. Fast forward 10 chapters. We get to Genesis chapter 22. Now Abraham has a son called Isaac, this son of promise that was to be born from Sarah his wife. We find a test, a proving of faith, if you will. It came to pass, Genesis 22 and verse 1, after these things that God did tempt, test is another word, Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am. And he said, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, 
and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. You know that son that you have now that was promised to you ten years ago, or or however many years Isaac would have been at this point. Abraham had received this promise years before. Now, take that son, the fulfillment of that promise that I made unto you, and go sacrifice him. Go make of him a burnt offering, not for him, not offer something so that Isaac can be right. Offer him as the offering. We see Abraham's faith in verse 3. Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, claved the wood uh, for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of God, which was told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Do you understand the faith of Abraham? God told him, go and prepare this burnt offering. Go and offer your son. Abraham rose up early the next morning, prepared all of this, and then traveled three days to see it out. This wasn't just uh, hop in the car and go five minutes down the road uh, type of thing. This was a go three days with your son, knowing what you were about to do. In fact, even later, verse 5, you see this great statement of faith. Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the donkeys while I and the lad go yonder and worship and come again to you. He knew exactly what was going to have to happen. He knew exactly what he was going up there for. But as Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 17, says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, because in Abraham's heart he sacrificed Isaac to God the moment he woke up early the next morning. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it is said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Because this is the key statement, Hebrews 11.19, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Abraham knew God had the ability to raise Isaac from the dead because he and his wife, or at least his wife, was barren. She couldn't have children. And yet, miraculously, she has Isaac. Think about that. Abraham took all of these things, prepared all of this, and was willing to sacrifice his son because he knew by faith God's just going to raise him back up if I have to. Abraham, er, Isaac speaks unto him, verse 7 of Genesis 22, says unto his father, uh, uh, says unto Abraham his father, and uh, Abraham said, uh, Here am I, my son. And he said, that being Isaac, behold the fire and the wood, 
where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Isaac, at this point, is cognitive enough to know what goes into a burnt offering. He's old enough to carry enough wood to burn himself alive. So we're not talking about child here. We're talking about someone who understands all of this. Verse 8, Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they both went uh, so they went both of them together. You keep reading, Abraham is willing to offer his son, to tie him and to put him on this altar and to get ready for this sacrifice. And an angel stops him. How far are we willing to go by faith? That's the question I want you to think about this week. How far are we willing to go by faith When we look at God's commandments, we look at his promises, we look at what we are supposed to do, how far are we willing to let our faith go? Are we just willing to say, as long as it doesn't cost me anything, as long as I can keep living the life, the same lifestyle, the same habits, the same tendencies that I want to live, I will live by faith. That's not living by faith. That's living comfortably in a world of your own choosing. How far are we willing to live by faith when things get uncomfortable? When we're asked to do things that maybe we don't want to do? It's not everyone's favorite thing to go out and to talk to someone about becoming a Christian. It's not everyone's favorite thing to have to give up that aspect of your life that you've held on to for so long that sin. It's not everyone's favorite thing to, like Abraham, pack up and move and go do whatever. How far are we willing to go by faith? We've looked at some amazing people over the past number of weeks. We've looked at Daniel, who in a strange place facing change from everywhere. He was so determined to live by faith. We looked at David, a man who, when he was the only one who was willing to stand up against Goliath, he did, because he believed God, because he trusted in God. We look at Elijah when no other people were around standing for God. Elijah put his neck on the line, risked death to stand up and to live by faith for what was right. We looked at Job, a man who lost everything but stood by faith. We looked at Noah, who was told, prepare for this cataclysmic event. Prepare for this thing that you have never experienced in your life. And he spent a hundred years of his life preparing for this event because they lived by faith. We look at Hannah who had no ability to change her state in life. She couldn't have children. She turned to the one that could change everything. She turned to God. She lived by faith. Mary, when life 
changed drastically for her in the course of a night. She praised God. Abraham, when faced with these impossible challenges, lived by faith. Because through his faith and through his obedience, he knew that God was going to see him through. Do we have that same faith? Because we have countless others that we can look at through the Bible as inspiration of faith. Because of their obedience. Because of of the life that they lived. Because as James 2 tells us, you can say you have faith. But if you're not living a faithful life, it means nothing. You can say you have faith. James says, show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. All of these people we've just talked about put their faith into action because that is a living and true faith. What do you do with your faith? Do you leave it alone to die? Do you put your faith into action and trust God? Or do you just simply not have faith? Let's continue seeking to strengthen our faith to grow closer to God, and to rely on God all of the time. Throughout our life, let's continue to keep growing in faith. And until the next episode, I hope we can continue studying, continue growing, continue strengthening and fortifying our faith so that we can continually grow so that we can be like these that we've been studying over the past couple of weeks and continue to be people of faith. Until the next time, keep studying, keep growing, and keep fortifying your faith.